Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about freeing yourself from patterns of behavior that no longer serve you. So many times in life we get stuck. We get stuck in a rut. We get stuck doing the same things over and over again. We get up, we make the same cup of coffee, we, if you're a female, put your makeup on the same way, do your hair the same way, if you're a male, you might shave the same way. Our morning routine is stagnant. It is the same every morning, in and out. We go to the same job, we interact with the same people, probably eat the same lunch, life just tends to get stagnant because we're creatures of habit. By nature, we tend to be comfortable doing the same things over and over again. It feels comfortable and it's served us well because we are experiencing life and nothing major happens to us. And for most of us, we're like, yeah, that's a good thing. It's our nature. It's how we're comfortable. The problem is when we get comfortable, life gets stagnant. Nothing exciting ever really happens to us. And we don't really see much happening in our lives. And if you're one of those people who's going through a spiritual awakening, one thing that you know about it is that the universe is trying to push you out of your comfort zone. And that's a very scary thing. For most of us, we go through life, again, in our comfort, our comfort zone, right? We want to be in that bubble where we feel safe and secure. It's like we spend our whole lives trying to figure out where we're the most safe and secure, and that's where we want to stay. The problem is you never grow when you're in that comfort zone. So the universe says, all right, if this person's not going to move, I'm going to have to move this person. And that's what happens. We stay in a spot, we stay in a job too long, in a marriage too long, we stay around people that we know we shouldn't be around, just any given situation where we know we've overstayed, but we do it because it's comfortable. You're not like, oh, I'm in love with this job, but I don't hate it, it's fine, I I can get up and go to it every day. And the universe says, are you really using all of your potential Are you really using all of the gifts that we've given to you? Because we don't think you are. We see all this potential in you, and yet you've just chosen to kind of stay where you are. So if you don't do something about it yourself, the universe is like, well, time to move this person, so let's shake things up a bit. And that's exactly what happens. And when you guys email me and you're like, oh my gosh, my life, it feels like everything got flipped and turned upside down and... I'm not about to sing the theme song to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but you understand, you get my point. It feels like your whole world was flipped upside down for you, and it was. And the reason it was is because the universe knows that you have this soul contract to come here and to use your gifts. And most of us are just now awakening to the fact that we even have gifts, I mean, I'm 42 years old, and it took me this long. It took me 
40 years of my life to even realize that I was someone who was a healer, who had gifts. I had no idea. And you could have knocked me over with a feather when someone said, oh, you're a healer. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? No, I'm not. I'm a teacher. And this is what I do. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And the thing is, we we forget about the gifts that we have and what we're supposed to be doing here to help the entire planet. We forget about it. We come here and we get comfortable in our cozy little lives and we go about our day. But you always notice that something always feels like it's missing, or at least it did for me. It always felt like something wasn't completely together. And people would tell me like, oh, well, it's because, you know, you don't have somebody. You know, they always try to blame it on the fact that I was single. But even when I had somebody... Something was still missing in my life. Like, I didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to be. I would wake up in the middle of the night, or even as I was trying to lay down and go to sleep at night, and almost like in a cold sweat thinking, this, there has to be more than this. Like, this can't be it. Like, this doesn't feel like this is why I'm supposed to be here. What's going on? Like, what is there? There's something. I'm missing something. I've got to be missing something. That's what it always felt like. Like, there was a missing piece, a missing puzzle piece, and I just couldn't find it. I didn't know what it was. I felt like I was trying to do everything I could possibly do, and yet it wasn't enough. And there was something just not quite there. And it took me so long to figure out what it was. It took tower moments. I mean, I think the universe was trying to get my attention all the time, but I wasn't paying attention. I remember when I was in my late 20s, my sister and I went to a psychic fair. And this lady came to me and she said, you're supposed to be doing this. And I think she even said, you're a healer. And... My sister and I were both like our eyes got huge, you know, and then I kind of laughed later. I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. We both had a good laugh about it because we both thought it was kind of ridiculous that I was supposed to be a healer or that I had psychic abilities because never in my life had I really felt like I had that. But when I started thinking back to when I was a kid, there were things that I remember that I thought, oh, you know what? That was kind of strange, like having an imaginary friend. I thought, okay, well, maybe that wasn't an imaginary friend. And I later found out that was a guide. But as you grow older, you know, we start closing ourselves off to these things, especially if you grow up in a family like I did, where it was like, oh, you didn't talk about that. No, that didn't exist. Like psychics, they're evil. That's of the devil. You don't talk about that. So I was very confused when, you know, honestly, in my teens, when I was in high school, I really started getting into, like, psychic mediums, thinking that was just fascinating. I'm like, there has to be something to this, you know? So I started watching people like Sylvia Brown and James Van Prague and John Edwards. And I followed that all along, and I read several books And throughout my whole life, my adult life, I was fascinated and I just kept reading like any books I could get my hands on. 
that would explain why I just never really felt like what I grew up with was the truth. That, I don't know, there was something missing. And so it's really been a process, but it's taken me up until being 40 years old that I realized, oh my gosh, you know, that person was right. I've been told by even more people that I'm supposed to be healing and that this is the work I'm supposed to be doing. And it wasn't an overnight thing where I said, well, I'm just going to quit doing everything else that I do. No, I continue to teach. And that was also a struggle for me. It was it was difficult for me because I had this, I don't know if you want to call it duality, but I had this role in one part of my life where I was a teacher. And then I had this role in my other part of my life where I'm a spiritual teacher and a healer. And the two don't mix, right? Because you can't, you know, in the school setting, you can't talk about religion unless you're just teaching culturally about it. And I would never want to mix the two. So it's like two completely separate entities, but it can be very confusing for me at times because there's this little worry in the back of my mind that, well, what if someone from my teaching career doesn't agree with what I do on the side and what if that becomes an issue and is that a thing is that a big deal am I doing anything wrong you know there's so much conflict within me or there was about what I do and how do I successfully integrate this into the life I already have and I just had to come to the conclusion that It didn't matter. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I'm doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing and the universe is going to have my back. So I can't worry about it and I can't be afraid. I can't let fear in because honestly, that's what we do a lot. We just allow fear to come in and shut us down because that's what it does. Fear says, stop doing this. Don't do that. You're not good enough for that. And we just have to, we have to tell fear just to go away. And that's what I've had to start doing in my life. You know, I've had to say, okay, I'm just going to live my life. I'm going to go with the flow. Things that are meant to happen and things that are meant to come in will, and I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to let go, go with the flow, and whatever happens, happens. And that's been the way that I've been trying to live my life, and it definitely serves me better. But many of us are holding on to either beliefs or conditions that aren't serving us. And I don't know, I mean, it's, I guess the only reason we do is that it's hard after you've been conditioned to let go of something. When your brain has been used to thinking a certain way, it's hard to let go of that. It's really hard to let go of that. And so it's a process that we have to learn how to get rid of the things that aren't serving us, whether it's behaviors or thoughts or whatever in our lives that aren't serving us. And it's scary to us to let go of things that we thought were really helping us in our lives. You know, if you've been in a career where you're like, oh, well, this has served me pretty well, you know, it makes good money, I have benefits, but the still there's that that little nagging inner voice that says, this isn't it. This isn't it. Like, yes, this serves you well, but it's not it. And I've had that so many times, you know? When I was a finance manager, it paid well. 
but I hated it and it wasn't it. But when I, you know, taught in certain districts, it's like, it pays well. I like the job. I like the people, but this isn't it. This isn't it. Like I have to move forward. And it's tough because when you move forward, you're going to leave people behind. And nobody wants to do that, but it's absolutely necessary for your growth. Because if you stay in this place, wherever that may be, whether it's a job or a friendship or a relationship or whatever, if you stay there, you're not growing, you're not learning. It was tough for me when I had to leave my church. I had, you know, just found this church and I loved it at first. You know, I really loved going there and I loved the minister and he had such positive messages and he also really believed, you could tell, that everyone was equal in God's eyes and I really felt like he understood what the point of preaching and all of that and religion and whatever was. Like, he got it. And then the church was upset because he married a gay couple, not in the church, somewhere else, but then it became this whole uprising of the church and there were different, you know, factors of the church who were divided and the younger crowd were like, yes, let's let's move towards this you know, this new ideal because everyone should be included. Everyone should feel like they have the right to be who they are and to be themselves. And the older generation was like, no, this is wrong and God hates this and whatever. And everyone had their own opinion. And I just remember being like, you know, this went from being a place I loved to to come to to being one I didn't want to I don't want to be there anymore. And you can just feel the tension. And so the the minister ended up leaving and they brought in someone else. And I was like, this isn't even the place. I don't recognize this church anymore as being the place where I just felt so loved and at home. And I'm like, I can't. I couldn't, with my own good conscience, stay there. Because I didn't feel like it was the same place anymore, if that makes any sense. And that was a tough decision for me because, you know, I had spent so much time being there. I had my daughter confirmed there and I didn't want to have to leave, but it just, instead of feeling like glad that I had a place I could go every Sunday and feeling better after I left, I didn't feel that way anymore. And I was like, I can't, I'm not going to waste my energy and my time being somewhere I don't feel like I belong anymore and I don't really want to be here. And that was tough for me. And that was one of those moments that helped define and shape who I am now because I thought, this is not what it's about. This isn't what it's about. And I don't want to be here in a place where people feel like they're judged or like they can't be who they are. Like everyone should be able to feel like they can be themselves. And feel like people aren't telling them, oh my gosh, you're going to go to hell or you're going to do this or that. Like that is not what it's about. And I know that because that was the same issue I had growing up where I did not agree with the religion that I was brought up in. I just so many things felt wrong. And you know in your soul when things are true and when they're not true to you. 
and we can try to run and hide and say, no, you know, I, I've, I've done this for so long. I'm just going to keep doing it. But that's your higher self telling you, no, this isn't for you. Like you need to leave. You need to go. You need to move on. You need to grow. Because if you stay in a place where you don't agree with what's happening, you're not growing. You're not learning new things. And that forced me to get out of my comfort zone and to to say, okay, well, if I don't agree with this, if this isn't what I believe, what do I believe? What is it all about? What does it mean? And then I had to go find answers. And that's when I really started going through this spiritual awakening. And why are we here? What is this all about? There has to be more to this. When you wake up in the middle of the night, like there has to be more to this. That's when your soul is trying to tell you. Your soul knows. Your soul remembers. It's trying to help your conscious mind remember what it's all about. Why you're here. What did you come here for? And I've said this before, but really everything boils down to love. We're here to learn love in all of its many forms. But for so many of us, instead of experiencing love, we're just experiencing a daily dose of fear. And I think it's really about choosing love, but so many of us have been conditioned to believe things that aren't serving us. And they're very fear-based thoughts. Like when we think that we don't have enough money, that's lack, that's fear. When we think that we're not good enough, that's our ego, that's fear. All of those things are fear-based thoughts and those limiting beliefs, the things we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves, it's all fear-based. And when we realize that it's really about choosing a better thought, it's choosing what serves us better, which is actually love. It's choosing thoughts that are based in love, actions that are based in love. Because we have a choice every day and it's like, We sabotage so many things. We self-sabotage so many things because we reach for what we know, which is the fear-based thought, the fear-based action, instead of reaching for love. Fear will tell you you're not good enough, you don't have enough, this will never work. Love will tell you you are enough just as you are now. You have everything you need right now to be successful and it can happen and it will happen. But when we go on autopilot in our lives, we tend to reach for what we know, which tends to be those fear-based thoughts and conditions. So we keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And as I've said before, that is the definition of insanity. Why do we expect for our lives to get better and to change if we keep doing the same thing? If you want to see change, you have to be change. You have to decide that from here on out, you're going to change your life. And sometimes you need help in figuring out how to do that. I've had to have help. I had a mentor and I spent a lot of money and time investing in myself to try to figure out how does this work? How, how does this work with me? What do I have to do? And it was a whole lifestyle change, but it was amazing because everyone around me would say, what are you doing differently? 
you look different. You look happy. You look better. You look this, you that. Like I would just get compliments coming out of the woodworks when I decided to change my life. And it was because I was different. I looked different because I was different for the better. And there were, you know, things that I had to do in my life to create that for myself. It was starting my day intentionally, paying attention to my thoughts, taking time each day to express gratitude for what I had, learning how not to think and to react to things, and learning how to better react to things, all of that. And for me, it was taking a spiritual boot camp that really was the catalyst for me. And that's why I modeled my Love Your Life course to be just like that. I mean, it's not exactly like the the course that I took, but there are a lot of similar elements, and it's all about learning how to change your life so that each day you set your intentions, you get up, you learn how to get rid of those limiting beliefs about yourself, how to set new beliefs about yourself, how to show gratitude every day, and live mindfully. I think that's the biggest problem is we just go through life so quickly. We start doing things without thinking about it. And when we start going on autopilot, that's when we go back to those behaviors that don't serve us. So this is all about learning how to free yourself from those conditions. It's learning how to live your life from moment to moment, paying attention to your thoughts and to your actions. And making sure that you are living more purposefully and not just going on autopilot all of the time. So if you want to do that, sign up for my course. That is one way to jumpstart your life in a major way. It changed mine when I took my course. So if you're interested in doing something like that, just go to my website, melissaopen.com. It's the Love Your Life course. And you can make, either you can pay in full, it's $88, or you can break it up into two monthly payments of $44. So it is affordable and it's life-changing. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today. So the card I pulled for you is from the Goddess Guidance Oracle deck. And it is Ain, Leap of Faith. Take a risk and put your heart's true desire into action. You know, so much of the time when we want to change our lives, we are too afraid to take that first step. But all it takes is one step forward to show the universe, hey, look, I'm serious. Okay, I want to change my life and I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to move to do it. I'm taking a step forward. And when you do that, the universe will match your energy and meet you halfway. The universe will be behind you, supporting you fully 100%. So whatever it is, whatever leap of faith you're needing to take in your life, do it. The universe is behind you. And everything is going to work out perfectly for you. Don't have any fear about that. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much for being with me. I hope you all had an amazing holiday and got some rest. If you would like to subscribe to this podcast, that helps others find me. I also let you know when there's a new episode. If you like this podcast, share it with others. 
if you could leave me a review. I appreciate all of you who have left reviews. I do go and read them. So thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate you taking the time to put your energy into that. That helps me and I love you guys so much for that. And thank you for following me and being part of my tribe. If you want to work with me, just go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will see all of the services that I offer. You can pay on my website or you can simply email me. You have to email me anyway to book because I want to make sure you get the best time spot available for you. And using a computer scheduler is not great because things get all crazy. So just email me at melissaoatman77.com or excuse me, 77 at gmail.com. Or you can also message me through my social media. You can also text me. My phone number is in the, all my contact info is in the description to the podcast. Just contact me and we'll set up your appointment. You can also pay through an invoice. So if you'd rather do that, I can just send you an invoice that you can pay. I have no preference as to how we do it. I want to make it as easy as possible for you to work with me. If you want to work with me, but you're not sure what you need, just contact me. Just reach out. People do it all the time. I don't mind talking to you to figure out what would be best for you. As always, I love you guys so much. I hope that you are having a fabulous day so far. And if you're not, just know you have all the power in the world to change that simply by changing your thoughts. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.